Good morning, I'm Paul, host of the new PL, and a very warm welcome to this week's The New PL to the Point. This is our 150th episode of The New PL, which I find quite unbelievable, really. And with another 30 odd either booked in or recorded, we are fast heading towards an even more unbelievable 200 episodes in the next month or two. And as you know, The New PL to the Point is a weekly podcast series where, in around 10 minutes each week, we break down the key elements of our weekly The New PL deep discussions with industry leaders and entrepreneurs. And we offer an opinion on the key points from the conversations and how our listeners may practically apply them in their business. And this week on The New PL to the Point, we break down and analyze our deep discussion conversation with the brilliant Ari Gelper, the world's number one expert on trust based selling. And our conversation with Ari was 50 minutes of real, considered wisdom when it comes to the sales process, and many of his points and his processes I was fascinated by and agreed with. But as his title suggests, it all ultimately comes down to building genuine trust with those you are selling to. And that's all about taking the time to understand your customer or your prospect and their specific needs and respect them and focus on the solution and not your product and so on. Essentially reframing the whole sales process and starting by acknowledging, as Ari states, that you actually lose the sales opportunity at the start of the process, not at the end. Because at the start, the way you approach it sets the tone for the whole process at that point in terms of the buyer's perception of you and whether they're going to be able to trust you through that process. And it is this consideration and the techniques that Ari suggests in our conversation that will help you as a salesperson to reframe what you ask why you ask it, and how you ask it, the language that you use. And Ari's aim is to reinstall trust and integrity at the heart of the sales process. So it is much more beneficial to both parties involved and both parties walk away from the process more rewarded, not just in a professional sense, but in a personal level too. So this focus on trust and integrity in the sales process as a seller got me thinking after our conversation with Ari about how we don't just let ourselves down as sellers in the sales process, but we also frequently let ourselves down as buyers too. For trust-based selling, or for that matter, any sort of selling to be consistently successful, we need to have integrity as a buyer. The seller needs to also trust us. They need to be able to trust us as buyers, believe in us, and trust that we are also acting with integrity, honesty, and authenticity. So I thought I would commit this week's The New PL to the Point to discussing being a better buyer. And why? Well, in part because I think there's a bit of self-righteousness for a lot of us when it comes to being on both sides of the sales process. When we're a buyer of products or services, we often loathe being sold to as such. We hate being treated as a number. We want to be treated as an individual and our specific problems addressed, not just a general problem understood by the seller. But then sometimes we don't respect in return those who have afforded us the time and the respect by making the effort to understand us. And we don't offer this respect by ghosting them or not providing them with appropriate or any feedback in our response to them. And I think we're all guilty of this to a larger or lesser degree, not always out of malice. Sometimes it just ends up happening. We see an email or a phone message and we think we'll come back to that and then time tightens and challenges amplify through the day and we forget then we forget the next day and so on till it goes right out of our minds and sometimes this might even seem understandable or acceptable to us in the moment 
but it still demonstrates a fundamental lack of respect for someone else's time. And then conversely, when we are in the seller's seat, we don't always make the time to get to know the buyer more, to get under the skin of their business and address their specific issue. So we focus far too much time on talking about our product rather than taking the time to do the research we should and understand their specific need, not just the general need. So as a result, we try to just sell, talk about the products and focus on us and in the process effectively disrespect the potential buyer's time. So we want the respect and time as buyers, but we don't always deliver it when we are the sellers. And we can no doubt all think of examples of ourselves in both of these positions over the last week or the last month or the last year. I know I can. There's a couple of emails I haven't responded to when I should have for what I felt at the time were, were good reasons, but that doesn't excuse it. It shows a lack of respect for other people's time and other people's efforts, and I need to do better in that regard. And as an example on the seller side, before the new PL, as many listeners will know, I spent many years in marketing and reputation management, running my own agencies and working for other agencies as well. And I recall one specific example a few years back. I was attending two back-to-back -back potential customer meetings in one day with my CEO at the time. Both were incredibly positive and exciting meetings where we believed as a result of our very thorough preparation, where we researched the brands and those attending the meetings, that we were being rewarded at that moment in that meeting with a huge amount of potential work. So they were amazing conversations, both of them on that day. The potential clients were engaged. We had fantastic conversations. There was a lot of empathy and understanding in those meetings. We were offered work in those meetings and we came out incredibly excited. And anyone who has successfully pitched for anything important or big in business will know what it's like when you come out of that meeting full of exhilaration and you walk quietly around the corner and then when out of sight of the business or the windows, you burst into celebration, high fives or hugs or whatever your method of celebration is. And you think about how exciting that potential project's going to be. And you're proud of your performance. And you invariably and understandably, you think about what it'll do for the bottom line of the business. And this was me and my CEO that day. I had an incredible relationship with her as my CEO. And we were both totally over the moon about a long day that was well worked. And we dutifully followed up with both brands the following day, detailing the steps. And then there was silence, complete and utter silence from both brands. No email responses, no answering of no phones, no nothing, ever, to this very day. We were completely ghosted, as they call it now. And roughly three years on, out of all of the business deals that haven't come off in my career and all of the pitches lost, it is still that day that I revisit in my head over and over again. Because the enthusiasm of those we pitched to, the extent of the compliments we received, and the promises of work that were offered was so extraordinary in those moments. I'm still beyond confused as to what actually happened when I look back on both of those and perhaps many other examples. And it reinforces my belief that in order for trust-based selling to thrive, we all have an important role to play in our own businesses in this regard, both as sellers and buyers, to build a culture where mutual respect and integrity on both sides dominate the process. So we have a role to play in demonstrating integrity and trust as a seller and integrity and trust as a buyer. So as we come to the end of this week's The New PL to the Point, 
the challenge to ask yourself, like I am asking myself today, is what could you do to be a better buyer in your business? What steps can you take over the next week to enhance your own trust and integrity as a buyer in the sales process? Who have you not responded to yet? Someone that you could reach back out to today, for example, and give them the answer that they crave, whatever that answer is, whether it's a yes or a no, whether it's negative or a positive to the pitch they've given. Answer the sales question they've asked or the query they have posed. Because as we all know, even a no at least puts us in a position of knowing as a seller. It advances us in some way. It moves us forward. And in addition, what feedback could you provide to the seller to help them understand why they weren't successful? It's so incredibly valuable and important as a seller that you receive that feedback so you can refine your proposition for the next conversation you have. So what can you do as a buyer to help that seller along, even if the answer is a no? And what processes could you put in place to try and respond in a more timely manner in the future? I know I'm going to be spending a bit of time on this myself this week as well. So if you like today's discussion, please do take a moment to pop back and listen to the full discussion with Ari Gulper, episode 149. It's a fascinating conversation with a true professional. And thank you once again for listening to the new PL to the point today. And don't forget to join us for our next episode of the new PL Deep Discussion, where we will be reviewing the book Business Unusual Values, Uncertainty, and the Psychology of Brand Resistance. It's a fantastic discussion with the author. Finally, if you'd like to join the new PL movement for more principled and purpose led leadership and business, please go to principlesandleadership.com and sign up to our newsletter. I'm Paul, host of the new PNL to the Point. Thank you once again for listening. Have a great day and speak again soon.